Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra $0.25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a $0.25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Talk of champions, short sessions. Long story short. Welcome in to a Talk of Champions Extra. I'm your host, Zach Barry. Joining me is former Ole Miss Rebel ride receiver, NFL wide receiver, Cody Core. He is here. Uh, kind of perfect timing. We honestly didn't plan it like this, but it works out to where we meet. We talk about linking up, getting some... Uh, getting some time to talk on the podcast and then it just so happens that it's Auburn week. So I appreciate you joining, uh, joining us on the show and giving us some time, man. How are you? Man, I appreciate you. I'm doing well. First question. Are you going to be at the game? I am not making it to this game. My dad, um, asked me the other day and, um, I knew he was a little sad that I wasn't coming. Um, (laughs) but I'm not going to make it growing up in auburn alabama and going to a high school that is auburn high school and then Mm -hmm. not staying there to go to play college football um you know that not every town has that you know situation like oxford has it with with oxford high school and then you can just stay right at home and go to Ole miss but you know what was that like growing up in in auburn and you know did you uh, everybody says you got to pick one you got to be auburn or, or alabama um, but what was it like being right there by the by the college? Uh, it was it was amazing uh, growing up. Um, I got to watch Tommy Tuberville, and I uh, went to school with Tucker Tuberville for uh, a little bit before he transferred. But um, as I got older and I started getting recruited, I started uh, experiencing different envi- environments, uh, different colleges, and different coaches, and. Um, you know, being being from Auburn, it was it was home base, and um, you know the coaches there. Um, typically, you send your kids to Auburn High School, so I played with um, my quarterback was Cameron Looper. Mm-hmm. His dad is Curtis Looper, um, and um, Curtis at Mizzou now. And then um, the receiver that I played with was Blaze Taylor, and his dad is um, Trooper Taylor. And he was a receivers coach, but um, they were always at the game, and um, it just felt like family. So it was all cool and whatnot. But um, when it started getting serious, I started. I I had to, you know. I kind of had to put the 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 friendship aside in a way, and really evaluate everything. And um, I'm not the only one. Um. You know, you got Reuben Foster who went to Alabama. You got Sean Evans who went to Alabama. Um, before me, you know, you have 
<laughs> Demarcus Ware going to Troy. <laughs> um, and a couple other guys like D Finley going to Florida. But uh, you know, that's still something that needs to be, you know, fixed. I feel like Freeze will kind of get that situated to get the hometown, hometown guys going to Arbor. You mentioned getting out and once you started going through the recruiting process, you had some different experiences, you met some new people, and that probably helped you look outward and, and start looking at what else was around besides Auburn. And then you end up at Ole Miss. So I guess, give us like a brief, you know, quick synopsis of your recruitment and why you chose Ole Miss. <laughs> oh man. Uh, a lot of guys know this story. Um, it was very personal, but um, I can say that um, when I started getting recruited, recruited big, I had coaches come to my basketball games and I was like, huh, a football coach coming to see me play basketball. Like that's, that's crazy. And that, and that was like, that was like eye opening to me. Mm -hmm. And we had, we had great players in the state. Um, you know, we had, uh, we played, we played a team called Carver out of mm -hmm. Montgomery. They had, uh, Craig Sward, who went to Mississippi State. Um, they had another guy who went to Mississippi State. Uh, Jeremy Johnson who was the point guard there, 6'6 six, six point guard. Like, he was legit <laughs> point, point He should play basketball for Auburn. <laughs> um, but, you know, obviously Jeremy Johnson went to, went to Auburn. And um, – but that game, there was a lot of coaches at that game. But for me, you know, T. Martin, who was at Kentucky at the time, came and watched me. And um, – you know, sat with my, my parents, and uh, that was, like, that, like, changed, like, recruiting for me. That was one of the moments that changed recruiting for me. Um, because prior to that, you know, obviously I went to the schools. I saw the campus. I did the camps and all that. And, like, growing up in Auburn, I always did the camps. But, you know, getting, getting recruited outside of Auburn, you can really see, you know, why they're doing it and and and, their, and like their purpose. I had tons of offers, and at the end of the day, Ole Miss came. Well, so I got recruited by uh, Vandy, and the guy who was there, um, everybody knows, Crime Dog, Coach mm -hmm. Wesley, who's at Auburn now. Well, he ended up getting hired at Ole Miss. Um, he came to uh, the Auburn Oak game. <clears throat> on the sideline and he had old miss on and i was like wait a minute you're not at Vandy anymore he's like nope i want you to come play ball at old miss and then um that that next weekend we set up a vis official visit not that next weekend but we set up an official official visit <clears throat> for january and um i had that locked in and at the time i was committed to troy mm -hmm. who i was committed I was committed to Troy at the time because my dad went to Troy. And, uh, you know, it's real personal for me. So uh, just a short background of that is like <clears throat> a background of that was um, uh, I got my first offer from Troy. Um, mm -hmm. Coach, that coach, my dad, offered me. And uh, it was special. It, it meant a lot. And uh, my dad played there for two years. Um, he didn't finish, but 
Um, initially, you know, I wanted to go there. I wanted to, I wanted to write my story, but I kind of wanted to finish his. Um, and that's why I was committed to Troy. And you know, they did a great recruiting and whatnot. Um, but um, it got bigger. You know, I started making plays. I started getting noticed more. Um, because you know, back then, you know, the recruiting isn't how it was now. I started uh, getting more offers, North Carolina, Kentucky, Colorado, Georgia Tech. You know, I wanted to be in the SEC. And I was a two-star coming out, but I was the number one receiver at Alabama. Now, you look at it now, if you're the number one in your position or anything, you're going to be at least a four-star. Maybe three, maybe three, but at least a four-star. I'm the number one receiver in the state of Alabama, and I'm a two-star. So, I didn't, I didn't care about the stars, but you know, nowadays, you know, what I'm saying you got to put some respect on it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I had three official visits that I had to pick from at the time. Um, I don't know if back then if it was you could take five or three, but um, there was three weekends left, and I, and you know, I haven't used them yet. So obviously, I was committed to Troy at the time. I went to my Troy one. I went to Kentucky. And then I had to choose between Ole Miss and North Carolina for my last official. And um, it was really hard for me um, because, you know, I, I like MJ. I know MJ went to North Carolina, so that was kind of that deal. But SEC, Ole Miss, I was like, I got to I gotta go to Ole Miss. I got to go to office. See, see what the hype is. Um, a couple of my classmates were already at. Oh, Miss as well. So it was kind of like a second Auburn, so, so to say, because mm-hmm. he didn't go to go to Ole Miss, um, other than Alabama, <clears throat> and um, it's still to this day like Oxford is unique and it and it's had it has its like its culture, the community just like builds around that culture or make or and, and like adds to it. The campus itself, like when you when you're on campus, like <clears throat> it's just like a different feeling from Auburn for me. Everything was just like, like the people, they was just like they just bought in on the culture and what they were trying to do and how they were trying to change. It. And Freeze obviously was the head coach at the time. He just came in. Grant Hurd was the receivers coach. Um, Grant Hurd played at Ole Miss, so that helped out a lot as well. You can see like Ole Miss really buying into the former player and they were coaches like so Matt Luke, obviously, you know what I mean? So he was mm-hmm. an offensive. Yeah. So it really just it was just eye opening. Um, I got to see like the details in recruiting. And um I committed after visiting Ole Miss. So you didn't wait till signing day, you just committed on basically on the spot? I committed uh that Sunday. Yeah, and that was a uh, Freeze's first class. You had some some key guys in there with you. You had Isaac Gross, Bo Wallace, Ben Still, Jalen Walton, uh, Mike Hilton, Pierce Burton. Um, it was it was it wasn't a very big class, but you guys had some some dudes in there that that played key roles for the next you know two or three years. So that was mm-hmm. um that was kind of that first class that got it rolling. Trey Elson, Channing Ward, yeah. Yeah, and you had uh, like Robert Conyers, you had Quintavious Burdett, John Youngblood. Yeah, so that was, you know, it was the year before, 
you know, 2013 when, yeah. you know, yeah, you get, you get all the big names in, in 2013, but you guys kind of paved the way for everybody, um, in 2012. So, um, all right. So fast forward to now, I, I did want to get your perspective from this unique angle here. Um, so you played at Ole Miss, obviously you were in games where you were on both sides, you know, early on Ole Miss, you know, was, was building, you know, that, that first year in 2012, you go to the, uh, the BBVA compass bowl, you beat Pitt, you get all the hype going into 2013. And then you've got, um, you know, the big signing class that everybody knows about in 2013. And then, you know, you, you guys eventually beat Alabama twice. You get to the sugar bowl and it culminates there. So you've been in games where, you know, you're the hunted, but you've also been in games where, you know, you're the underdog, you, you know, your backs against the wall at certain points. So I want to ask you about both sides here. So going into Saturday, Ole Miss number 13 in the country, five and one, you know, not a heavy favorite per the line. It's, it's about six and a half. Um, but Ole Miss is favored, you know, Auburn's had their struggles this year. So what's kind of your mindset and kind of how did you handle those games where, you know, going in, you're the favorite and you're on the road. Well, initially on the road, you know, you got to play, you, you got to play against the crowd um, and you got to play against the noise and, you know, in practice, you practice with that noise. That's what we did. Um, and, you know, the, the speakers would literally be right there next to the left tackle or the right tackle and we're snapping the ball, you know. So as far as uh, as far as blocking out the noise, um, you kind of train for that. And obviously, once you start putting points up, uh, the noise goes away. Um, and that's one of the keys um, is to do your job and uh, get, take the take the crowd, you know, the fans out of that factor, especially at night um, and knowing you know, just knowing the background between <clears throat> Ole Miss and Auburn, um, there's going to be a lot of people at that game <clears throat> because all the coaches from – well, Tommy did it. Tommy went from Ole Miss to Auburn, and, you know, now Freeze is there. So it's like um, it's going to be a a big fan base um, just being there uh, to enjoy the game. Um, and as far as the players – um, you know, we studied, we, you know, we, um, we look for weaknesses and, you know, and we attack those weaknesses. Um, and at the end of the day, you, you know, you, you prepare to, um, you know, you prepare the best you can to, uh, to score or defensively, uh, get that stop on third down. <laughs> so, you know, after watching film, um, over and over, you know, guys typically do the same thing they put on film. I mean, that's what my coaches in the NFL tell me all the time. Like, guys don't change much. What they put on film is who they are. So, as long as you study that film and, and um, get those plays in, and, you know, at the end of the day, the team that prepares the, the best will win. Um, and Ole Miss's favorite. <laughs> 
Are you looking at cutting your health insurance premiums by as much as 20 to 30%? Are you aging into Medicare and need help finding a Medicare supplement plan? Call Drew Moak of USA Benefits Group at 601-953-8449. Drew is an Ole Miss grad located in Mississippi and licensed in seven states. He works with the nation's second largest health insurance brokerage with access to 35 different carriers, and he can help you with any of your health insurance needs. From regular health plans to life insurance to dental and vision and even Medicare, he has it all covered. Now more than ever, it is critical to have a health insurance agent who is local and accessible. So call Drew Moak at 601 953-8449 and get your free quote today. The older I get, the more I realize there are just some things I don't know. Balancing a budget, for example. I'm not a financial whiz. Sure, I know batting averages, passing and rushing yards, three-point shooting percentage, but intentionally putting away money for retirement? That's where my friends at NerdWallet Smart Money Podcast come in. NerdWallet's trusted financial journalists use fact-based reporting for some much-needed clarity in the financial world, helping you make smarter decisions with your money. The nerds have helped me get smarter about things like planning my tax bills so I don't dread April every single year. Actually, I was one of the first in line this time around. Saving on travel so that I can take my girls on trips. Because spending less on airfare means more money for an extra night and maybe a fancy dinner too. So enjoy the things you love, the Ole Miss Rebels, your family, your friends, knowing that your financial situation is taken care of with advice that you followed from NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app today. Trust me, future you will thank you. So let's talk about the game. Um, yeah, let's talk about the game. Let's do that. Ole Miss. Uh, just a six and a half point favorite. I think a lot of that has to do with being on the road on the plains. Ole Miss historically doesn't win there. Um, you were a part of the last win in 2015. Before that, it was 2003 when Eli Manning was the quarterback. And then Mm -hmm. before that, I don't know if you know, it was 1999. Um, when Romero Miller, uh, hits Corey Peterson in, in the end zone over time, they get a big win there. So, History is not on the side of Ole Miss. They just do not play well in Jordan-Hare for whatever reason. It's a tough place to play. You mentioned the crowd will be in it. They uh, they typically have good crowds, especially at night, regardless of how their team is performing. So how do you see this one shaking out on Saturday with Ole Miss coming off a bye and Auburn really having to get off the canvas and get a win? Honestly, you have to expect some luck from Auburn. Um, Auburn at night in games like this, when they need a win or scratching for a win, they may get lucky. Um, and that's just the history of Auburn, you know, with the kick six against Alabama and um, or, or, or like the catch uh, versus Georgia with um, um, that receiver. Was um, that Ricardo Lewis? Lewis, yeah. Um, did you I, let me let me ask you real quick while you bring it up? Did you did you learn about Auburn Jesus in school growing up? Being in Auburn was that a thing, or <laughs> did it just come about after all of those things happened? Wait, wait, wait. Say that again. Have you not heard about this? It, it's like a it, it's like a joke. Everybody says Auburn Jesus always. You know, you mentioned the luck with the kick six. <laughs> no, in no the... I did not. No, I have not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That's, I, that's, that has to be new. 
<laughs> yeah. So that, yeah, they've had, a, they've had a string where they, you know, that particular year, you know, those two particular plays happened, you know, that same season, which was crazy, but yeah, I mean, you Auburn typically, you know, maybe at times you create your own luck where, you know, you're at home and it can get weird in Jordan hair. But um, as far as like the game, you know, what, what do you expect from, from each team in this one? Yeah. So as I was getting there, um, for one, I expect Arvin to uh, run a couple trick plays. Um, it's just, it's just where they are now in this season. Um, going with you know switching up both quarterbacks, um, and offensively, just looking at Arvin like you know they've only scored a uh, total of two touchdowns. Um, you know, versus SEC opponents. Um, Obviously, you know, you got field goals and whatnot, but as far as just scoring six, um, you know, they did two against um, LSU and two against one other team. Um, Georgia, I want to say, right? Um, yeah, that was that was tight. But they, they're having a hard time getting to the, into the end zone, and that's just the lack of consistency that they have. So offensively for them, um, they're gonna be doing a lot of trick plays. Our defense is uh is really, really great. Um this this is this this season is exciting for me. Um just watching Pete um, you know, dial up these plays and putting these players in great position. Um, you know, since we play back in, you know, 15, 14, 15, it's like Okay, Pete is is bringing this Landshark defense back, and um, they are solid and playing really, really sound. And for me, you know, I, I don't, I don't think there's any worries there, as long as you know they keep their eyes on their assignment. Because um, Auburn will do some trick plays. Um, calling it now, um, and for us, um, offensively, uh, you know, Auburn, the Auburn defense is. Uh, you know, you know they got they got some some experienced coaches over there on the defensive side, um, so they're gonna you know they're gonna come out hard and and um, try their best. But as long as we do what we need what we need to do, uh, we should be able to put up at least you know at least thirty five against Auburn. Yeah, I I think it's it's probably. If if it was a if it was a prop bet that's out there, it's probably at least I don't know minus four hundred that Hugh Freeze is going to run a wide receiver pass in this game. Is that, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. our, our quarterbacks out there and he tosses it to Robbie and Robbie tosses it or or the opposite way opposite way around or you know both quarterbacks will be on the field at the same time at one point. I believe it. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, it, he doesn't have Laquan to to do the wide receiver pass, but he'll find somebody to do it. I'm sure. Yeah, I do it. Um, so he has to keep the game interesting. <clears throat> this first, I know it's his first year. Yeah, but he has to keep it interesting, just like he did against Georgia. Um, you know, at the end of the day, Georgia ended up beating them, but um, he's gonna keep it interesting. He's gonna make sure the crowd is in it for the long run. Um, because the second the crowd is out of it, that stadium's dead, and and that's that's it. 
it was, it's interesting to me with all the, you know, attention that goes around, you know, Lane Kiffin and the offense and, and they've been really efficient so far this year. They've done it in different ways in different games, but interesting that you bring up Pete Golding because I, I do sense some, some unrest with the defense at times, which is in my opinion, kind of silly. I know the third down defense hasn't been great. They they're, they're down in the hundreds in that metric. But outside of that, the defensive scoring efficiency is top five in the league. They get stops when they need to. That's been mm-hmm. kind of their, their MO the last couple of weeks. They, you know, nobody's stopping LSU at this point. LSU's scoring on everybody, but they got the stops at the, at the end in the fourth quarter when they needed it. And then same with Arkansas. So, um, my take on this, I think Ole Miss has to start fast. Like you said, get the crowd out of it, get up a couple scores. And then just like you said, Pete Golding and that defense just got to get stops and get Auburn off the field. Um, I've always said, you know, defense and the run game is what travels on the road. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, Ole Miss has two running backs that can get it done. So that's kind of my thing is just take care of the football, you know, win that turnover battle on the road and, uh, just run the mm-hmm. football, and I think the defense will be fine because, like you said, Auburn's really struggled at the quarterback position. Really, really, really struggling. You, uh, you, you mentioned you think Ole Miss will probably get in the thirties. Um, you got a final score prediction? You gonna you gonna go that far? <laughs> final score prediction. Um, like I said, Auburn is is having a hard time getting in the end zone. Um, at most, um, right now, you know they could get in the end zone twice. Um, factor in the field goals. Um, late in the fourth. Um, you know I'm gonna do two scores. Let's do two scores. I'll do Ole Miss forty two, Auburn seventeen, and then I also do Ole Miss thirty five, Auburn ten. Okay. So big. So so you're expecting a big win on Saturday for Ole Miss. Offense, Safe to say, they're, yeah, they're gonna do what they need to do, um, and and get ahead. You know, just I mean, we we learned it last before the bye. We learned it with Arkansas. What we were up, what twenty to six at halftime. I want to say, or seventeen six. Yeah, it was they. It was tight, but yeah, I mean, I think had a pretty good lead at halftime. I know that. So yeah, I think that that's the key. Like I said, start fast. And get the get the crowd out of it, and um, yeah, I I don't know if they're there yet, but you've been in locker rooms before. I haven't. I, mm-hmm. I did not play college football, but I feel like it's at a certain point, especially year one, it, it starts to get there, there's some you know there's some doubt that creeps in, and especially mm-hmm. against a a really good team, you know, a top fifteen team like Ole Miss, it, you you can start to you know question the game plan and you know i don't want to say quit but some guys will you know probably start looking ahead to you know okay what's next week um yeah. but yeah i mean we out early and um they're gonna start looking at okay are we making it to a ball game this year <laughs> yeah um all right last thing here and again we we appreciate you uh taking the time to join us here um what was your favorite stop in the nfl you, you, you go to the Bengals, you're with the Giants, and you're with the Dolphins. What was your favorite stop and, and kind of your uh, you know, if you want to give us like one one of your favorite stories from your time in the NFL? Favorite stops. That's tough. That's tough. You know, you can't sing them out. You can't sing them out like that. Um 
but I can say I can transition. So I can say going from okay, well Marvin Lewis with with the Bengals, he's he's a uh, he's top tier um, mm-hmm. as far as what he brought to the table and and how he prepared guys and as as a rookie in second year, uh, I think it was it helped me you know become a man um, just learning from him and his style. Um, but as far as, you know, organization, um, once I got to the Giants, you know, obviously Eli Manning was up there when I went. And um, it felt like I was at Ole Miss again. Obviously, we were in the city, and it's <laughs> not it's not Oxford, but having Eli there and then Evan Ingram, my dog, was there. Um, you know, that bond in college – if you get that same bond in the NFL, it just feels so much better. And that's what teams are doing now. So if you look at the Eagles, I know sidetrack Eagles, they got a lot of Georgia guys, right, on defense. That bond never goes away um, because that bond is is the growth of your career uh, when you're 18, 19, getting in college and learning how to become a man. And um, then this is just outside of football because, you you know, football, you know, the game, you know, that comes, um, you know, after preparing uh, through the summer, uh, through training camp, um, you know, uh, those hard times. And um, and the game just comes naturally uh, from preparation. But the real, like, grind is those summers and, and, and late nights in camp, you know. So mm-hmm. um, just being back with the – just getting to the Giants and getting back – with you know Evan, um, getting to be with Eli's, um, having him call the plays and the huddle, like it was like, wow, this is what you did at Ole Miss, like now you, you know, you got two Super Bowls, like I'm playing with the goat, you know what I mean? Everybody saying Tom Brady, but I'm playing with my goat, like my Ole Miss goat, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, my last catches in NFL were were from Eli, um, and I'll never forget that. And um, Giants, they were first class. Um, everything they did was first class from the cafeteria, the, the facility, the uh, the recovery for the players, the the uh, transportation, just everything they offered was first class. Like it was, it was unreal. Just coming from Cincinnati, obviously, you know, the marketing is not really good. Wasn't good then. I don't know about now, you know, with Joe Burrow and them, but um. I could probably text Mike now and ask him, but um, I think they're just now getting an indoor facility. But they didn't have an indoor facility when I was there. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, it was it was very. <laughs> they, they didn't. I'm just say they didn't put money into into that facility for players. Um, I can say this: um, all the guys had their own chefs. Nobody ate in the cafeteria when I was there, and Mark <laughs> said. We gotta change this up, guys. Like, what do I need to do? Do I need to bring somebody in? Like, what? <laughs> like, it was that bad. But um, yeah, Giants, they were first class. And but I got to the Dolphins. And I can say Dolphins, obviously, that's Miami. They have nice facilities. Um the facility kind of reminds me of old Mrs. New facility, except the Dolphins, they have a swimming pool, obviously, and um <laughs> couple of other things that you know Ole Miss doesn't have but um that that locker room and 
you know, the training room. And uh, it reminds me of the Dolphins, the one that was mishap. But um, the Dolphins as a team, um, they grind. And um, that was my first winning season ever in my career, in my NFL career. So that was very special for me as well, just being a part of that. Uh, and one went away from the playoffs because um, I, I haven't experienced the playoffs. But um, so I say between Dolphins and Giants, but Giants, they kind of were – Giants was like the mold of my career as mm-hmm. far as my getting to my potential. Um, but the Dolphins was like experiencing, you know, wins and the culture of, of grind of winning. Giants, they weren't, you know, we weren't winning at the time. Um, and, you know, we had uh, two head coach changes. Um, but just being there with Evan and Eli um, and then getting around Sterling Shepard and Saquon Barkley, like, those guys are different and uh, they're cool to be around. Now, the guys I, you know, my brothers and, and with the Bengals, A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, Andy Dalton, like, they, I still talk to them to this day, like, you know, I'm still my boys. Um, but it was just a little bit different with the Giants. And I think that ties in with the culture and the, the organization. Well, all right. This has been uh it's been fun, man. Cody Core, former Ole Miss wide receiver, NFL wide receiver. He is expecting a big day for Ole Miss on Saturday, predicting a uh big time win for the Rebels as they travel to Auburn. That is a six o'clock game on ESPN. We will have more coverage at omspirit.com leading up to Saturday's game. Be sure to stay locked in there and stay locked in here. Talk Champions Podcast Network. We'll have more podcasts as the week goes on. And uh, go ahead and uh, subscribe to the channel on YouTube at omspirit on YouTube. Give us a subscribe, smash the like button, hit the bell, all that good stuff. But uh, Cody, this has been fun, man. We'll, uh, We'll do it again soon. Man, it's been an honor. I appreciate you. Absolutely. For Cody over there, I'm Zach. This has been a Talk of Champions Extra. Till next time, we out.